Hope everyone had a great week. We had a, I know we had a great week uh, this past week, had a good time, and hope you did as well. Is anybody excited about the Lord this morning? Yes. Y'all excited about the Lord? Yes. I know I am, and last week we had a great time uh, at our Easter service. Uh, we talked about Jesus is our hope, that there's hope in Jesus. Anything that you're walking through, you know that you can turn to Jesus and find hope in Jesus, because everything that we experience here on earth, he experienced the same thing, but he overcame. Amen? Amen. So we can take hope in the fact that Jesus overcame and that God sent him as a symbol, as a sign of hope. And then after that, we had a nice little Easter egg hunt where I saw more parents out there than kids. <laughs> they were out there scrambling, trying to find those eggs with the uh, gift cards and gas cards, and it was a good time. They didn't let the rain slow them down. It was drizzling a little bit, but... They had a great time, and man, we had a great time last week, but uh, thankful for what God is doing in our church and what God is doing in your hearts as well. And today we're going to continue our series in the nature of God. Y'all say the nature of God. God. And we're going to pick up in our text. This is our, our, uh, our main text for this series is from uh, Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 through 8. Exodus 34, verse 6 through 8, it says, The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected even children in the third and fourth generations. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshiped. That was one encounter with the Lord where the Lord said some powerful things right there in that scripture that we read to Moses. And we've just been taking bits and pieces of this scripture and going through it today. And two parts that I want to highlight today, it comes from from verse verse 6. It says, Yahweh, Yahweh, the God, I'm sorry, not verse 6, from, uh, yes, verse 6. It says, Yahweh, Yahweh, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Unfailing love and faithfulness. Those are the two things we're going to highlight today. God, his nature of unfailing love and faithfulness. And, man, we walk through some deep waters. Everybody walks through some trying times, some difficult times. We all do. And if you're not walking through them now, they're coming. And that's not me speaking evil on you. It's just, it was promised in the Bible that that don't be surprised when when trials and tribulations come your way. Those things are said, but he says, but fear not, I have overcome the world. Meaning that our hope in Jesus helps us overcome every trial, every battle that we have. But what makes it difficult is when it seems like it's trial after trial and battle after battle, it's always feels like, man, there's something else. Now this is something else I have to deal with. This is something else I have to walk through. And the enemy will come in and he will lie to you and tell you God doesn't care. You see, if God cared, he would step in and intervene right now in this moment. But he didn't because he doesn't care about you. He doesn't love you. And what happens is we begin to feed on those lies of the enemy, and then we get, begin to shrink back in our relationship with God. We begin to shrink back 
in our pursuit of him and reading our word and prayer because it's like, well, I've tried all this before and it, it just seems like it doesn't work. Because we're disappointed. Because things hadn't figured out or worked the way that we thought they should. We feel this void on the inside of us and say, God, surely if you were God and you love me, you would do these things. But in this word that we just read, it says, he is filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Unfailing love. What does that mean? That means there's no limit to his love. That means that everything that you walk through, he does see and he does care. And he's always faithful to be with you and to walk through with you through everything that you face. And we're going to highlight those things today. Before we do that, let's just get into prayer and let's open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity again to come into your presence as a body of believers and to crack it open the bread of life, the word of God. I pray that it will fall on good ground this morning, that you would open up our hearts to receive and that you would give me the words to articulate what you have to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, there's five traits that come with, that we're going to build on with God. There are five traits that give us something to build on with God. The first one is, and this all comes from this verse, and again, these are things that we've already uh, unpacked during this, script, uh, during this series, but this is just a recap. The first thing is he's compassionate. He has compassion for you. He's a God of compassion. Also, he's a gracious God. His grace, it lifts. So when you feel like you're in a low place, if you cry out to God for his grace, his grace will lift you out of the dark place and he will fill you with peace and joy. He's slow to anger. Hallelujah. He's not like us when one thing goes wrong and we blow up and our first response is anger. For him, he's slow to anger. Thank God he's slow to anger. Think about how powerful his love is and how equally as powerful his anger is. But he's quick to give us his love and he's slow to give us his anger because he's a good God. He doesn't want to punish you. People say, oh, God's just punishing me. No, God's not punishing you. He's slow to anger. He's slow to anger. He's also full of steadfast love. Full of steadfast love. And, 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 and uh, this is what we're going to focus on today, these last two. Full of steadfast love and faithfulness. And there's two words that these translate to. It's full of steadfast last of love uh, translates to hesed. Y'all say hesed love. And faithfulness trans to, translates to Emet. Y'all say Emet. So we're going to focus on Hemet, his full of steadfast love, and uh, I'm sorry, Hesed, full of steadfast love, and Emet, his faithfulness. And these two are always together. Hesed and Emet are always together throughout Scripture. And what does Hesed mean? You can write this down. This is point number one, Hesed. It's translated to loyal love, steadfast love, loving kindness. Loyal love, steadfast love, Loving kindness. Y'all know what a y'all know the bird, the stork, a stork that carries the babies. That's where babies come from, from the stork. But they call the stork the Hesed bird. They call it that because it never leaves its young. The stork it never leaves its young. It would go to even so far to say that if I find food, I will make sure that my 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 chicks or birds, whatever they call them. My, my, my babies, I will go and make sure that they have food before I eat, and I will be willing to die of starvation just as long as they are able to eat. That's a steadfast and unfailing love. 
They would defend their young to the death. They're some of the most vicious birds when it comes to attacking, when you try to attack their, their, their nest or their, or their babies. They will come after you and they say, I'm willing to die over this. Those, that's the same type of love that God has for us. Well, he wants to protect us from every situation. He's quick to step in and to defend us. He's quick to go out and say, you know what? You're not messing with my child, devil. My love covers a multitude of sins. So if you feel like I'm guilty of any sin or iniquity, God says my love covers a multitude of sin. All you have to do is repent. And my love is right there for you to receive. He has a, he's, it's a steadfast love, a loyal love. Man, loyal love is something that's very ratifying. Because a lot of times our love is, is conditional. As long as you meet my needs and you say what I want you to say and you do what I want you to do, we good. But as soon as you don't, oh, it's conflict. That's not what I signed up for. And, and all these different issues arise because it's hard to find a loyal love. Ruth demonstrated a loyal love to Naomi. When she said, wherever you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And she said, I'm not leaving you. While the other one left and went back home, uh, Ruth said, no, I'm clinging to you. She demonstrated the Hesed love, a loyal love that says, I'm going to be loyal to you. And we know by being loyal what happened to Ruth. She found her Boaz. But loyalty, it's a loyal love. It's a loyal love. David demonstrated Hesed love to Jonathan when he, when he took care of Mephibosheth, his son. He says, is there anyone in the line of David that I can bless or that I, that I could take? And it was his son. He showed, demonstrated that Hesed love to David. And there's a few things about Hesed love that we're going to talk about. And the first thing is Hesed is an initiating love. It's an initiated love. Now, I remember this, this when talking about initiating love. When Tamara and I first dated, who do y'all think said, I love you first? Everybody said tomorrow. <laughs> so this is, this is a, obviously, it's a true story. She's right here. I wouldn't lie. So I remember one day, we were at my dad's house. And I don't remember what we were talking about. We were just joking. And she was about to leave. And, and we were, so I don't remember what we were talking about. And we were just joking and cutting up, laughing or whatever. And I remember I gave her a hug, and she was about to leave. And out of my mouth, I just said, I love you. I didn't even mean to say it. Like, it just kind of just came out. Like, I did, I did. And then when I said it, I recognized what I said. And I was like, uh-oh, I can't take that back. I, I, I was like, I can't be like Maxwell on the nanny and take it. You told me you love me. Some of you, no, y'all don't watch the nanny, so that's okay. But... I remember when it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, I can't take this back. And it was that, for me, it was that awkward moment, like, how is she going to respond? Like, is she going to tell me she loves me back? Or is she just going to act like she didn't hear it? What do y'all think she did? She did not say I love you back. <laughs> she walked away and got in her car and left. <laughs> so she left me hanging. So that whole rest of the day, I was thinking like, man, I didn't even mean to say that. It just came out. Do I say it again? And I don't even remember the next time I, I told, I don't even remember <laughs> the next time I told you I loved you after that. 
I can't remember. I just remember I was like, oh, man, I was so caught off guard because I didn't mean to say it. But it's something about love, just saying I love you. When we look at God and, you, and God looks at us and he says, child, son and daughter, I love you, it just does something to you. When you hear those words, doesn't it feel good when someone says, like a genuine, someone says, I love you? It just makes you feel good. It makes you feel secure. It makes you feel proud or, or whatever the case may be. But God is, the, his love is greater than that. It's a loyal love, a steadfast love, a, a loving kindness. He, his, his loving is so kind that it's never brutal. He doesn't do things to say, oh, I'm going to teach you a lesson because I love you. Now, he'll let you go off and walk in your own foolishness, but he's not going to just let you walk through things that, well, he'll let you walk through things that you walk through yourself, but he's not just going to put things in your life to trip you up, is what I'm trying to say. But it's an it's a initiating love. You don't impress God and win him over. He loved you before you were born. Some people feel like I have to impress God with how much I know of the word. You can't impress God with anything that you know. There's nothing that you can do for God that he doesn't, that he needs. But all you do, but for him, when you show reverence for him, when you honor him, when you reciprocate that love back to him, that's the greatest gift that he can ever receive. Because that's all he wants. A son and daughter are, are all they really want is the love from their parents. And a parent, all they want is the love and, and uh, the love in return from their sons and daughters. So Hesed is an initiating love. It's a loyal love. You know, dogs can be some of the most loyal creatures on earth. You cannot feed them. You can abandon them. You can treat them harshly. But then they'll still run back to you and let you pet on them and, and try to win your affection back because dogs are loyal. I, I don't know why they are, but they are. You can I've seen people mistreat dogs and they still, come rub my belly. But it's a loyal love. A person with loyal love will stay in the hospital for a per, with a person for weeks. I, there was a story that I, that, I, um, that I heard about. There was a, a group of ladies that were in a small group together. And one of the ladies, she contracted cancer. And so she had to shave off her hair for radiation treatment. And all of the ladies in her small group showed up to the hospital with her wearing wigs. And they were like, why y'all? She was like, why are y'all wearing wigs? And at the same time, they all pulled their wigs off and they shaved their heads. And they said, we're in here with you. And the, the tears began to flow in that room that day because that lady realized this is a loyal group of friends. This is a loyal love. A person with loyal love will care for someone with special needs. That takes a special love and patience and kindness to walk with someone with special needs. God's love, loyal love, he has a loyal love towards you. He's always loyal towards you. So don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that God is not faithful, that God is not loyal towards you. His love is loyal towards you. Amen. Hesed is also a generous love. In the Jewish uh, culture, they express hesed love through generosity and hospitality. They love to generous with everything that they have. They give you their last. You know, sometimes you might give somebody something, but you won't give them the best. They'll give you the best. They'll give you everything that they have and just because they're so generous in, their, generous in their culture. And it's a culture of hospitality. They want to invite you in for a meal. When you open up your homes and your pantries to, pantry to someone, 
that's demonstrating a generous love. When you go out of your way to help someone with anything, that's a generous love. God's love or his love is a generous love. It's also a kind love. The kindness of the Lord leads us to repentance. When I think about the goodness and the kindness of God, it just brings me to a place of brokenness. I just now in, the, in, in worship, tears began to flow down my eyes when we were singing that song, Great is the Lord. All the earth will sing. How can you think of the words right now? But when we were singing that song, I just began to think about God's love towards me. And it just brought me to tears and repentance and say, God, I'm so sorry for not worshiping you like this like all the time. There's so many things that we walk through that can make our hearts callous. But when you think about the kindness of God's love, it leads you to repentance. It does. It leads you to repentance because you can think of it this way. It's like God smiling at you. His kindness is like him smiling at you. God also, uh, his nature is covenant love. David understood this love, the covenant love. It was mentioned 127 times in the Psalms. And in Psalms 36, verse 5, he says, Your steadfast love, or your hesed love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Psalms 118, 1 through 4, O give me thanks, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love, or hesed love, endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his steadfast love, endures forever. Those who fear the Lord say his steadfast love endures forever. Psalms 136 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. And that's just a few. There's 127 times David mentions steadfast love or unfailing love in the scriptures because he recognized how much that went to God and how God's love really is towards us. Amen. So God's love is a hesed love. And the second thing is his faithfulness. This is the second point, emet. If hesed is like a stork, then emet is like a stone. Emet is translated to truth, honesty, faithful, secure, and steadfast. So what is emet? Is it, it's reliable. You could depend on God's love or his reliability day and night. It doesn't matter what time of day. It doesn't matter what season. It doesn't matter what you walk through. God's love, God's faithfulness is reliable. It's not like these gas prices that are unreliable, that change every week. But God in his faithfulness is reliable. You know, sometimes you can't even depend on people. You know, so many people put their hope in people and not God. They look to people to get things that they need, but they never trust God enough to trust God. They would just say, well, I just asked somebody to help me out and do this. But what about God? He's reliable. He's the most reliable person that there, that there is. And he wants to meet all of your needs. God is met. You can rely on him. Say, I can rely on God. You can. You can rely on God. Emet is solid. Jesus uses the illustration of a house built on sand. That if you build your house on sand, guess what? That thing is coming down. As soon as the winds and the waves hit it, it's, a hurricane comes, it's going down. But if you build it on a solid rock, it stands strong and it's sturdy. It's solid. I remember one time I 
was trying to prune a tree on a ladder, and I was on shaky ground. I wasn't on solid ground. <laughs> and I went with the shears. I had my shears, so I had nothing to, to brace myself with. I'm just on the ladder, and the ladder is at an angle. And next thing I know, I, I pruned the, she uh, the, the tree, and the ladder <laughs> came from under me, and I fell off the ladder and landed on my, and tomorrow said I shook the house. <laughs> but it was so loud that they ran outside to say, what in the world just happened? And it happened so fast, I couldn't even brace myself for the fall. But it just, like lightning, it happened so fast. And it put a ladder on solid ground. <laughs> Build your house on solid ground. But Jesus, he's solid. He's reliable. He's, that's our foundation. Admit it's true. The symbol of truth is a rock. It is factual. There are seemingly never been more falsehoods than they are today. There's so much fake stuff out there right now. You look at pictures, pictures aren't what they seem because there's so many filters. You know, you could take 10 filters to make an image look so, I was like, oh, that's a beautiful picture. But it's got 10 different filters on there that you're like, how in the world? I don't even know what's real anymore because everything can be doctored. Every story, story is twisted to meet an agenda, especially in politics and the news. Depending upon what channel you watch, we'll determine, determine what angle they pick. Because everybody has an agenda, so you're like, I don't know what's true. Because one person is saying this, and these people are saying that. Why? Because everything that you hear is not true. It's deception of the enemy. You can hear two sides of the same story and walk away confused. You ever heard of someone, like if you're trying to resolve an issue, well, tell me what, like, on, like they have all these judge shows. And they're like, tell me, you tell me what happened. And they tell them, and then, that's not true. That didn't happen. This, and well, well, what did happen? And you're like, wait a minute. Y'all both were in the same in, uh, situation, but we have two sides to the story. And you could walk away confused, like, well, I don't know. I don't know who's telling the truth. Because everybody has an agenda. They have an angle that they're trying to hear. But God and his loyal love and his faithfulness is always true. There's no lies in God. There's no lies in God's word. There's no contradictions in God's scripture. It's a holy word. It's true. We could take it to the bank. So whenever God speaks something to you, we could take that as truth and a solid foundation to know that because God said it, I believe it. If God say I'm blessed, then guess what? I'm blessed. Well, well, I don't have it in my bank account. It doesn't matter. You're blessed. If God says you're healed, guess what? You're healed because his word is true. In Psalms chapter 85, verse 10, it says, steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Psalms 89, verse 14, righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before me. Proverbs 3, verse 3. Let no steadfast love and, and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart. Those two words, the unfailing love and faithfulness, go hand in hand. You always see them together. God's unfailing love, his loyal love, his hesed love, and his faithfulness. And God is full of faithfulness and love. 
You could take it to the bank. There's, and this was demonstrated through Jesus. Jesus demonstrated everything that he saw the Father do. That's what he said. And he demonstrated a faithfulness and a hesed love, that loyal love. He was so loyal to his disciples that he knew one was going to betray him, but he still let him stay around. Because it's a loyal love. And he's faithful. And the truth is, if, if, if Judas would have came back before he hung himself and repented, he would have forgave him. Because he's, why? Because he's faithful. He's, has a, he's a loving God. John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And this scripture is talking about Jesus. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. That's talking about Jesus. Full of unfailing love and faithfulness. That's his nature. Unfailing love and faithfulness. You say, well, I don't experience any of those things in my life. Well, today that can change. All my relationships, they're, they're anything but, uh, but faithful and, and loving. Well, guess what? That can change today. All you have to do is trust and believe in God. But pastor, I did that before. We'll try it again. Somebody said it would be easy. But you have to make it a, a decision in your heart that you say, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to depend on his unfailing love and his faithfulness. His unfailing love and his faithfulness. So whatever you walk through, just remember those two things. God has unfailing love towards me. He's compassionate towards me. He sees me. And he's faithful. He's faithful to see me through. If he brought you through one thing, he could bring you through another. Remember of all the things that God has brought you through. Why? Because he's, he's faithful and he has unfailing love. Hesed and Emet always come together. In the, in the Jewish culture, culture, Hesed and Emet, these two words implore God to have mercy. They relied on unfailing love. So this implores us to cry out for God's mercy. When you cry out for God's mercy, I'm telling you, you will receive it. If you, receive, if you cry out with a sincere heart, no matter what you walk through, God is quick to deliver his mercy, his unfailing love and his faithfulness. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you're so faithful. Lord, you're faithful and true. And I thank you that every word that you've spoken over us is true and will come to pass. And I just pray right now that in areas of our life where we feel like we're disappointed because things didn't go the way that we thought they should or you should have stepped in and intervened when you didn't. Lord, we repent of those moments because you, your love is unfailing and you're faithful to the end. Give us a right perspective to see things the way that you do, Lord. Let us never forsake or neglect your unfailing love and your faithfulness towards us. Lord, I just thank you right now for a fresh revelation and understanding of your faithfulness and your love for us, that it will begin to shower us and cover us with your mercy 
and with your grace and that is with us all the days of our life. When we walk through difficult battles and trials, let us turn to you and say, God, you're faithful to get me through this situation. Lord, we love you. We honor you today. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can keep your head bowed and your eye closed. I just want to give one more invitation. That's if you are in the room today or you're watching online and you hadn't made a decision to follow Christ. I want to personally pray with you today to receive God's unfailing love and his faithfulness. Where you don't have to doubt anymore if you've received it or not. You know without a shadow of a doubt because you prayed a prayer and you believed it with your heart that Jesus is Lord and that, that you repented of all your sins. I want to pray with you today. So if you're in a room today and you want to make that decision to follow God, just lift your hand and I want to pray with you. Amen. I'm going to ask everyone just to place their hand over their heart and just repeat this after me. Say, Holy Spirit, thank you for who you are in my life. I thank you right now and that in this moment that I repent of all of my sin. And I thank you that your unfailing love and faithfulness are with me every day of my life. Lord, I love you, I honor you, and promise to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. And if you're in a room and you made that decision to follow Christ in the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, uh, let's connect. But on the back of it, it says, I made a decision. Fill that out. Drop it in the offering bucket on the way out. We love to connect with you. And if you're online and you made that decision to follow Christ, uh, just drop a comment in the comment section. We'd love to reach out and pray with you as well. But man, thank you guys for tuning in. We also want to invite you out to prayer this Wednesday, 6 o'clock. It's going to be great. We would love to you be there one hour prayer at 6 o'clock. And also, if you're prepared, 6.30. I'm sorry, I said 6 o'clock, 6.30. But if you're prepared to give, you can give online as well. There's a couple ways you could do it. You could download our app. Through our app, you can give, or you can go to our website, newlifemobile.org. There's a link on the homepage that says give online. You can click that link and give, or you can get our address and mail a check or money order. But let's just close out in prayer. Let's pray for the offering, and then you guys are dismissed. Lord, I thank you for the tithe that's coming in today. I thank you that you're blessing your people. I thank you for the generosity, Lord God, that, that we all display, Lord, that we don't take lightly the tithe, Lord, that we do it as a, as a sign of worship, as a sign of, of, of offering and honor to you and who you are. And I pray that in return that you would, I speak a blessing over each and every person that gives, Lord. I pray that all their needs are met and that they have more than enough, more than enough, Thank you for your generosity, Lord, towards us and your blessing and provision over our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. We will see you this Wednesday at 630. Y'all have a great day. Amen. amen. Well, let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Guys, I just want to remind you to fill out that card. If you want prayer, you want us to reach out with you, you want to fill out that Let's Connect and drop it in the bucket. If God has been good to you, go ahead and stand on your feet. We are going to praise God a little bit more doing our offering. Come on, put your hands.